Kansas City Chiefs. Coach Reed, there's some reports out there that you might retire. I, I think I'm going to hang around. Uh, I'm not going to say dynasty yet. We're not done. So I'm not going to say dynasty yet. When you want the latest on your favorite teams, tune into Wichita's new sports leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. According to a new national survey, most people prefer to stay in their homes as they age. In order to do so, and as their health care needs change, many will need at-home health care options to keep them healthy and keep them at home. Yet most adults age 50 and older have not considered the type of care they may need that would enable them to age at home. Now is the time to research the care you want while you're in good health. First, research the home care options available in your community. There may be government programs that can help, including PACE and LIFE state-based Medicare programs. Talk to your family about your wishes and where you'd like to receive care. Keep talking with your doctor about your health and consider the finances of long-term care and the assistance programs available. Keeping seniors at home is a win-win for patients, doctors, and healthcare facilities. Receiving care at home has proven to result in a better quality of life and better health outcomes. This survey and message are sponsored by Cross Country Workforce Solutions Group, the nation's leading provider of in-home clinical and non-clinical care for aging seniors. This is a special alert to all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an auto warranty about to expire or with no warranty coverage at all. Due to a decline in the economy, CarShield is announcing a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that is now available to the public to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on future auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. Pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. An open phone line has been established for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-306-8158 now. Drivers who are covered will not have to pay for covered repairs again. This protection plan is at an all-time low. Additionally, drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Call us for your free quick quote today, 800-306-8158. That's 800-306-8158. What do you have to lose? Call 800-306-8158. Again, 800-306-8158. Hey, Wichita, it's Pat, and I'm here with Clay from Best Body Shop. Hey, Clay, you talk a lot about OEM parts. What exactly is OEM? OEM stands for Original Equipment Manufacturer. These parts are coming directly from the manufacturer, but the more important question is, what does it matter to you? At the end of the day, the safety of your vehicle is reliant on the parts that we use and the repairs of your vehicle. That's why at Best Body Shop, we use 100% OEM parts on 100% of the repairs. Call 316-516-3827 or go online to Best Body Shop in wichita.com i'm doug brown aaron Rodgers is out of the dark the 39 year old packers quarterback left a darkness retreat in oregon after staying there for several days Rodgers is under contract for almost 60 million dollars in 2023 but hasn't decided if he'll play or retire espn's harry douglas the biggest fear of nfl owners right now is this league becoming what the NBA is? And players having those guaranteed contracts, and then you have the biggest stars basically running the league. That's their biggest fear. They don't want that. They want full control. If Rodgers plays with the Packers this year, he'll get almost $60 million guaranteed. ESPN's Adam Schefter reports new Broncos head coach Sean Payton is hiring former Broncos head coach Vance Joseph as the team's new defensive coordinator. For the last four years, Joseph was the D coordinator for the Cardinals. He coached the Broncos in 2017 and 2018. Peyton will also hire former Chargers offensive coordinator for a still unspecified role on the staff. 
Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. Fortunately, GEICO makes it easy to bundle your home and car insurance. It's a good thing, too, because having a home is hard work. Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. GEICO.com. Easy. You're listening to The Pulse with Pat Strothman on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Small town, big dreams, and a young boy the age of 15 had a premonition his city would get seen. Now I'm winning, get sheen in the city of the home of our heroes. What's up, Wichita? Good Thursday afternoon, everyone. Boy. It's cold outside. Completely changed. Yesterday woke up, it was 63 degrees. Today, very much not 63 degrees. Welcome into the Pulse on Wichita Sports Leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. There are other ways to find us in addition to the old radio dial. You can stream us online at ESPNWichita.com. There's a Listen Live link on there. It's very easy to find. You can also find old shows on our podcast page on that website. You can also stream us on the TuneIn app on your smartphone. If you want to add another app to your phone, feel free to do it. If you don't, no big deal. And at your house, you might have a smart speaker. You can tell your smart speaker to tune into ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. If that doesn't work, the real trick is saying tune into KKGQ. That is our station call letters. And sometimes that works better than ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Why? I have no idea. But those are the different ways that you can digest the show here today and every day here on ESPN Wichita. I'm Pat Strothman. Producing is Jack Johnson. You can give us a shout at 316-669-4996. Keep that number handy. We'll be giving away some tickets. Monster Jam is coming up this weekend. We have a family four-pack to give away. So we will let you know when the dial in, 316-669-4996. That's the number to call, though. If you don't want to call for tickets, you can always call and chime in. Weigh in on the show. You can also give us your takes on the text line, 316-247-0923, 316-247-0923. Twitter, ESPN Wichita, Pat Stropman, Johnny J underscore 15, and on Facebook, ESPN Wichita 92.3. If you want to send us a message, that is always a cool thing to do as well. Your show lineup for today, coming up in 20 minutes. We have a couple of guests today, starting with Matt Verderam of NFL Fansided. We'll get his thoughts on the Kansas City Chiefs, and we'll take a look at the other stuff in the National Football League as well. 245, more Royal Spring Training audio. Today you'll hear from MJ Melendez. Didn't have a chance to get to him yesterday, so we will play him today at 2.45. At 3.02, our second guest will be on the show. We'll get a breakdown of Kansas basketball with Matt Tate of the Lawrence General World. Always love having Matt on the show. What has been the biggest difference with this KU team after the three-game slide and now currently on a five-game win streak in conference play what has been the difference for Kansas? Well, Matt Tate will join us to talk about that at 302. 
Three at 25. Tyreek Hill is back in the news. Yes, former Kansas City Chiefs wide receiver Tyreek Hill. He's back in the news. But I didn't expect this from Tyreek Hill, to be quite honest. We'll get to that at 325. 345. We'll wrap things up with a three-question Thursday. And Jack hasn't told me that he had to leave, so it should be Jack today. Right, Jack? Is it you, or is Jason the Drake Justice going to pinch hit again? It'll be me. Okay. Looking forward to it. Jason was a little bit confused with your questions last week. (laughs) He was perplexed. (laughs) Well, he was just perplexed. (laughs) I think... I think it's. I think he thinks it's funny that he reads off a sheet with three questions. He's like, hey, "I got to ask you these three questions." I'm trying to just, you know, have fun with them and just kind of close the show just by talking about Jason the Drake Justice. But he wanted to ask the three questions, and I thought he was a little perplexed by them. Anywho, glad to have you on board for the three question Thursday today, and certainly excited to have you all here on the show. It's February 23rd, 2023. Thank you so much for making ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM part of your afternoon. Before I take a step forward, got to say, last night in Winfield, it was a blast. Southwestern Bethany 4-5 seed in the KCAC Men's Basketball Tournament quarterfinals. Southwestern trailed by 15 Rallied to get the win by six at the end of the night. A thrilling basketball game. Great atmosphere. We have highlights on our social media pages if you want to check those out. Tonight we'll have KCAC women's basketball. 4-5 matchup in the quarterfinals tonight. Tabor hosting St. Mary will be up in Hillsboro. Should be a blast for our Road to Hartman Arena coverage on ESPN Wichita. All right, after getting that out of the way, just add to the tab for Wichita State Athletics. So the Chalkers are taking on Memphis tonight in men's basketball at Charles Cook Arena. And we gave away two pair of tickets yesterday to two lucky listeners. We'll have a lot of tickets to give away for Wichita State and USF next week. So, hey, if you want to go to a Shocker game, we'll have the hookup here. We'll tell you more about that next week. But before we really even talk about tonight's game, we have to address the news. A mutual separation between Wichita State University and former head baseball coach Eric Wedge has been finalized with a financial settlement. A while ago, Eric Wedge decided to leave, take a break, if you will. And then Eric Wedge decided that he wouldn't return, or Wichita State said that he wouldn't return. Still kind of a little murky when it comes to that. We all thought, okay, this happened. Now what? What's the dollar amount? What's going to take place? Well, the Wichita Eagle, our boy, Taylor Eldridge of the Wichita Eagle, who's on our show every Tuesday at 3.02, Taylor Eldridge was able to dig into this, A 14-page separation agreement was obtained by the Eagle through a Kansas Open Records request and signed by Wichita State Athletic Director Kevin Saul in Wedge on February 14th. The uh, agreement stipulates WSU will pay Wedge a total of $675,000. 
or approximately half of the remaining money on his contract in equal installments over the next 10 months. Wedge signed a two-year contract extension last summer to keep him at WSU through the 2026 season, but the coach took a leave of absence from the program to focus on personal health-related matters in October. Less than six weeks later, WSU announced Wedge would not return as head coach on December 8th, Wichita State promoted Lauren Hibbs, who had been Wedge's director of operations as interim coach for the 2023 season. A mysterious ending for Wedge. He was a Shocker legend from the school's 1989 national championship team, Major League Baseball coaching success, returned to his alma mater to restore the program to its past glory, The hire was made by former WSU Athletic Director Darren Boatwright in the spring of 2019. More on that here in just a little bit. On the heels of the separation agreement becoming public, Wichita State and Wedge released a joint statement to the Eagle about the split. Wichita State is appreciative of Wedge's contributions to its baseball program, both as an athlete and coach, and look forward to his future career in baseball, according to the statement. Wedge, 2007 Manager of the Year as head coach of the Cleveland Indians, has indicated he is healthy and feeling well, and he anticipates returning to professional baseball. Wichita State wishes him well. And I remember when this all went down, a lot of people hopped on and criticized Wichita State Athletics for not saying or Wichita State Athletics not saying thank you to Eric Wedge, going, hey, well, where's the thank you for all your hard work, so on and so forth. Well, there's a statement there that says we wish him well. It's great that he's feeling healthy and he's feeling well, so that part is good. The Eagle did get a text message from Eric Wedge. He plans to return to Major League Baseball in some capacity. I am looking forward to having the opportunity to return to professional baseball. I don't have anything specific firmed up right now, but I am passionate about the game, and it is something I always want to be a part of moving forward. So this is coming from the Wichita Eagle, Taylor Eldridge, reporting. I can't wait to get him on the show on Tuesday next week. We'll certainly hash this out. But just add to the tab for Wichita State Athletics. You're only adding more money to Wichita State. For those keeping track at home, Wichita State is in the process of shelling out nearly $8.5 million. Eight and a half mil to pay off two former coaches and athletic director now. Greg Marshall still owed more than $4.7 million, and he has 98 more biweekly checks of 48000 and change coming his way until November 2026. Eric Wedge now is owed $675,000. Darren Boatwright is owed $92,000 and change. So a total of $8.475 million for Wichita State University to pay off those coaches and a athletic director in Darren Boatwright. 
for all those people out there that are hollering for a men's basketball change, well, let's just throw this out there. There are a lot of people out there that aren't happy with Wichita State basketball this year. Not happy about how things took place last year. Year before that, hey, not too bad. With Isaac Brown being the head men's basketball coach at Wichita State. It's all those people out there hollering and, and wanting a coaching change. This is the one thing I was really concerned with for Wichita State is how much money is left for Wichita State to pay off some of these coaches and athletic directors. Although it's just one AD, but you get what I'm trying to say. How much money is left? How much more can you add? And can you get in this process of hiring people and then firing people and then continuing to raise the bill? How much longer can you continue to do that? How much longer? Because you you look at it, and I just got a message here on Facebook. How is that equal eight mil? So in total, Greg Marshall seven point five million dollars, Darren Boatwright three hundred thousand, Eric Wedge six hundred seventy five thousand. That's the total. In terms of how much is left to be paid, it's technically five point five million dollars. I appreciate you, Tristan. Appreciate you listening. Didn't know if you're gonna listen today. Appreciate Tristan for listening today. Three one six two four seven zero nine two three is a text line if you want to chime in. But you could also send me a Facebook message on on Facebook because that's what Tristan's doing right now. Appreciate you, Tristan. But back to the point here. How much more money can you really add to what is there? Because here's the thing, if you let go of Isaac Brown right now and we can have that conversation later unless you want to have it now. We can do that too. But here's the thing. Isaac Brown, if he gets fired without cause before May 1st, 2024, Wichita State would owe Isaac Brown $4 million. Four mil. You've already paid, or you're having to pay, $8.5 million in total to Greg Marshall, Darren Boatwright, Eric Wedge. You think you can throw on another four mil and make it $12.5 million? I just don't see it. You can't get in the same scenario as what Kansas was dealing with not too long ago. With football, also had athletic director issues too, for that matter. You don't want to get in that same cycle. Now, the thing that KU had going for it was, you know, KU men's basketball was still able to bring in money. It is a national brand, so that's why Kansas maybe gets off a little bit more. But for Wichita State, there's no way you can add to the total. And I just want to throw this out there. And I know people had these high expectations. And look, I'm, I'm not a lifelong Wichita State fan. But with me watching from afar, to anyone that had expectations of making the NCAA tournament this year, I, I never saw that coming in. But I'm also not a fan. Fans have higher expectations than probably someone outside looking in. I thought, all right, this is a team that's picked eighth in the American Athletic Conference, a team with all these new faces. I'm sure it'll be a tough season. Houston, we knew that Houston was going to be good. Memphis, 
good amount of talent. Temple could be a, a problem. Central Florida should be better. Wichita State men's basketball this year, 500 in conference play. They're playing better down the stretch. I think they're going to be playing their best basketball going to March. Now that could change tonight. Let's say they get drilled by 50 against Memphis. Then maybe they'll take a step back. But I do think they're playing their best basketball as of late. And you can sit here and look at the results that they should have won or should have lost. We could do that all day long. But to me, I think this is kind of what I expected from Wichita State men's basketball this year. And the thing is, you make a change, who else are you going to go out and go get? I know there's a lot of people that don't like that argument. But really, if you go ahead and, and pull the trigger, it's $4 million you have to add, and they have to go out and pay another head coach. All right, you go get an up-and-coming coach and pay him what? $1 million for a contract? This is just the, the problem that Wichita State has as of right now. There's just so much money that's already on the hook. And for the whole Eric Wedge situation, to have to pay 675000 I know that doesn't seem big in the grand scheme of things with Greg Marshall's $7.5 million. But you look at that, and for the with the previous guy in charge, but Darren Boatwright, and now Darren Boatwright's getting paid, which only $92,000 he has left, but still, it just continues to add up. $5.8 million, excuse me, $5.5 million is what's left. I guess that would go up to 9.5 mil. So maybe that might make you feel a little bit better. I, I still don't think it, it makes me feel any better. And at the end of the day, to me, next year, the conference is, is going to look different. Maybe Wichita State will have a better chance to succeed next year with no Houston and no Cincinnati. And no Central Florida. Not try to say the conference is going to be terrible next year, but you bring back some of these guys, you lose a couple key players, but you bring back a good chunk of them, go out and recruit a little bit better. Maybe you have a lot of success next year. What should I say is just in a tough spot. And to see this financial settlement only adds to but Wichita State is going to have to owe a couple other people. And you don't want to be in the cycle of just doing this thing over and over again. I know in today's day and age, it feels like a society of, what have you done for me lately? But you don't want to get in that, that constant cycle of hiring someone for two years and then firing them after after a couple of years. You don't want to be in that cycle because it's only going to add Going forward. And at some point, I'm sure there's some donors that could probably write the check, and that's that. But at some point, someone might say, Enough is enough. Then what do you do? So that's the latest from Wichita State Athletics. Eric Wedge, 675000 is what Wichita State owes him. In addition to $92,000 left for Darren Boatwright and the 4.7 mil left for Greg Marshall. $5.5 million that still needs to be paid to those three guys, but in total, $8.5 million. Just incredible. 
All right, coming up here on the show, Matt Verderiam at Fansided. Hour number two, we'll be joined by Matt Tate of the Lawrence Journal World. We'll get to some audio from Tyreek Hill. I'm sure you want to listen to it. You know what? I'm promising you're going to want to listen to it. We'll have a three-question Thursday, and we'll have MJ Melendez audio. Plus, we'll give away those family four-pack of tickets to uh, Monster Jam coming up this weekend. But let us take a break. When we return, we'll talk all things NFL. We'll dive into the Kansas City Chiefs offseason checklist and look at other big-time NFL topics with Matt Verderam. That's next here on The Pulse on ESPN Wichita. This is The Pulse on Wichita's new sports leader, ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Time to leave it all on the mat. For the fourth year in a row, the NAIA Wrestling National Championship is coming to Wichita March 3rd and 4th at Hartman Arena. 280 of the best collegiate wrestlers in the country will square off for team and individual national championships. This event is open to the public, and the championship session will be broadcast live on ESPN3. All session tickets are now on sale, and single session tickets will be available the day of the event. For more information, visit visitwichita.com. Don't miss it. Today on Hey Culligan, how smart is your water? Here's Tracy. Hey Culligan, I think my water might be dumb. Good news, Tracy. Your water's not dumb, it's just not talking to you. You can make my water talk. No, but the new Culligan Smart Drinking Water System can talk to your phone to tell you when your water filters need changing and help you meet drinking water goals. Now that's some brilliant H2O. You said it, Tracy, and we're already on the way. Let us help you out with a free in-home water test with a local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. How do holiday grill masters take food from good to... Mm, wow. Kingsford 100% hardwood pellets. Made in the USA with North American ingredients and 100% natural hardwood blend, Kingsford wood pellets can be used on any pellet grill and add delicious, smoky wood flavor to any holiday meal. So look for Kingsford 100% hardwood pellets. Because with Kingsford, the holidays just taste better. Find at homedepot.com. Paid for by Christian Care Ministry. So right now may be the perfect time for you to rethink how you pay for health care. And here's why. Not only is it open enrollment for a lot of people, it's also a time you can join MediShare and save even more than usual. It's true for the typical family, switching to MediShare saves about 500 bucks a month, which is obviously huge for a lot of people. But what's more, they like it. MediShare has double the customer satisfaction rate when compared to health insurance. Double. There are 400,000 members now. They've shared over 4 billion in medical bills. So yeah, they can handle your bills too. And here's the thing. If you join MediShare Complete right now, before November 30th, they will waive your new member fee. So you're going to save even more. MediShare is the gold standard in healthcare sharing and joining right now makes a lot of sense. Again, pay no new member fees if you join now and start enjoying great savings and a great way to handle your health care. Call now, 855-51-BIBLE. That's 855-51-BIBLE. 855-51-BIBLE. Every day, more sports fans are finding Wichita's new sports leader, ESPN Wichita 92.3. You can listen to the latest local sports right here. And now you can share your thoughts with us. 24-7. Just text 316-247-0923. Want to share your thoughts with the Shane Dennis Show or the Pulse with me, Pat Stropman? Put the new text line in your phone right now. 316-247-0923.
Welcome back into the Pulse on ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. Jack Johnson producing. I'm Pat Strothman. Coming up, we'll have some audio from MJ Melendez of the Kansas City Royals from spring training. But right now, we talk NFL with our guy at Fansided, Matt Verderam. Matt, glad to have you on the show. It was great to see you out in Phoenix, Arizona. How was Super Bowl 57 Radio Row for you, man? Busy. Good. Um, can't complain. It was, uh, it's a lot, you know, it's, you know, I always have to say it's a lot of work because I feel like anybody listening would say, yeah, it's a real tough life, man. And they'd be right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it keeps you, keeps you moving. By the end of it, though, it's, it's funny. Like by Friday, I've interviewed so many people or I've, I've been interviewed by so many people that you almost stop even like paying attention to faces because they just all blend together. And at one point on Friday, a guy sat down next to me. Like okay, I'm, you know, I'm ready for the interview. And I was like, all right, that's that's good, thanks, man. And then I looked up and it was Justin Fields, and I was just like, okay, that's fine, let's do this. Um, but yeah, by Friday you're just cooked. <laughs> well, it, it definitely keeps you busy, and you're exactly right. Whenever we say, oh man, it's such a long week, no one cares. <laughs> there are a lot of no. people going, yeah, okay, man, I'll switch spots for you for the entire week in Phoenix, Arizona, talking to Justin Fields and. Marshall Falk and Sean Alexander and and Emmett Smith. Yeah, what a what a tough life. What a tough life we have. <laughs> yeah, it's really it's not it's not difficult. So um I'm never gonna complain about it. I'm looking forward to getting Indianapolis next week for the combine. Yeah, no doubt, which that's gonna be here before you know it, and certainly excited for that. But uh I guess you know, we could go back to the Super Bowl and really talk about that for the Chiefs, but in all reality Probably should just dive right into the offseason questions for Kansas City. Curious with Orlando Brown Jr., franchise tag windows officially open. I think it's a foregone conclusion that Orlando Brown Jr. is going to be tagged once again by the Chiefs. The real question becomes Matt Verderam. Should the Kansas City Chiefs bite the bullets and shell out a good chunk of money to make him one of the top tackles? In the National Football League. I mean, so here's here's the the reality of it. Like they're going to tag him unless they somehow miraculously come to a long term agreement here next week. Okay, so they're going to tag him, and then they've got a couple of options. They could let it play out and just play out the year, and they become a free agent after this season. They could trade him, or they could sign him long term. I do not see the wisdom in trading him because there is an awful free agent class this year. Awful. Like one of the worst in the last 15 years. So mm-hmm. the best tackle out there is Mike McGlinchey, who's a right tackle, who is not as good as Orlando Brown is. And he's a right tackle. So you're not finding a replacement to Orlando Brown out on the market. Now you could say, well, hey, could they trade for Laramie Tunzel? I don't know. I mean, anything's possible. But Houston's about to get what it hopes is a franchise quarterback in the draft. Seems like a good idea to hold on to Laramie Tunzel. And if you trade for Laramie Tunzel, guess what? You're going to give up more than you just got for Orlando Brown. And you're also going to have to pay him a huge chunk of money. Um, if they play this out and they don't sign him, next year you're either going to have to pay a lot of money for an elite franchise left tackle should one be on the market, or you're going to have to go draft one. And let's face it, unless something goes horribly wrong with the Chiefs, they're going to be drafting way back at the back end of the first round. And I just think if you're, if you're Kansas City, is there a more important position on the team than the guy protecting Patrick Mahomes' blindside? 
I, I, I think it's worth paying him. I do. Now, I wouldn't pay him 25 plus million a year, but 22, maybe guarantee, you know, it's five and 110, you guarantee 65 of it. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think he deserves that amount of money. Well, it's early. Is there any chance that Kansas City would try to do what they did with Orlando Brown and trade a first round draft pick for a left tackle? Possible. Um, but again, I just think if you're the Chiefs, like, you could do that, but then you're trading for a guy you're going to probably have to spend a lot of money on at some point, yeah. right? I mean, unless you're just going to be on this carousel forever where you just keep trading first round picks for a guy who's going to be there for two years, that's not good business. So I think, I think if you're the Chiefs, you're doing one of two things. You're either playing it out and then you are drafting a left tackle to replace him or you are signing him because I don't, it's not like elite left tackles hit the market very often. A couple of years ago, it happened with Trent Williams, who is far older and better. Trent Williams is a first-out Hall of Famer. And the Chiefs did everything they could to sign him and still couldn't do it. So it's just it's so hard. I mean, guys who are franchise-level left tackles, they get tagged, and then they get signed. I mean, that's, that's what happens. Look at Cam Robinson is not as good as Orlando Brown. Yeah. Got tagged twice and then signed. Like it, I just think if you're the Chiefs, like Orlando Brown may not be a Hall of Famer. He's a good player. And if you sign him, it's one less headache to worry about. Matt Ferdinand of Fansided here on the Pulse on ESPN, Wichita 92.3 FM. Chris Jones, one year left. Does Kansas City trade him? I don't think you can trade him. Now, look, they're not going to be able to keep everybody. I mean, that, that's the reality of this thing. There's a salary cap. That guy is on a trajectory to be in Canton. I, I think without him, none of that defense works. He destroys games, and he is the only player on that defense who you could say that about. I mean, there are other guys who are good. There's nobody who destroys a game like Chris Jones does. I think if you're the Chiefs, look, they've made two big exceptions extending guys into their 30s. They already did it with Mahomes, even though he's not even near his 30s yet. And they did it with Kelsey. What do those two guys have in common? They're all famous. Those guys are walking <laughs> in Canton. Chris Jones is a Hall of Fame level player. Like I think you make the exception and you pay him. Because the other part of this is to think about the way they're set up, right? What are the premium positions in the NFR? Quarterback, okay, they're paying a big premium there. Wide receiver, they're not paying anybody big money there. Including Kelsey, by the way, who's criminally underpaid for what he does at the tight end position. They're not paying major money right now at left tackle. Now they're going to tag and all that, but they're not locked into a long-term deal as of yet right now. Edge rusher. They're not paying anybody crazy money after after this year because Frank Clark is either going to get a pay cut and he's going to come way down or he's going to be released. And Carl Loftus is on a rookie deal for at least the next three years with an option for a fourth. All their corners are getting paid on rookie deals. So if you're the Chiefs, like, I'm looking at Jones and saying I'm willing to pay him like an elite edge rusher because he's given me 15 sacks, and it's even better because it's right up the, the gut, which is the hardest place to, for an offensive line to deal with it because you can't double him all the time with certain alignments. So I think they extend Jones, and I think he's the third guy that they make the exception for that they pay into their 30s. Does Kansas City land Juju Smith-Schuster and McCall Hardman, one or the other, or none? I think McCall Hardman's gone. I just – they've got Sky Moore. They've got Tony. Like, I don't think they're going to bring back McCall Hardman, unless it's just one of these things where he doesn't have a market and he comes back like the Marcus Robinson did a few years ago. But I think McCall Hardman's going to have a little bit of a market. 
I think he's gone. Juju, I think, is more of like a a 50-50 proposition because I think it depends. If Keenan Allen gets cut, that's a really interesting thing for the Chiefs because he would fit incredibly yeah. well in Kansas City. Um, now, other than that, there's not – you're going to make a really good argument. Juju's the best receiver on the market. I mean, it's him, Allen Lazard, Jacoby Myers. I mean, it is yeah. not a, a who's who this year in free agency. Um I think I think it's a toss up with him depending on how the market shakes. I do not think they'll bring back Hardman. I could even see them bringing back Watson on the cheap because he's not going to cost much, and they played him a lot this past season. Um, but I, I think with Juju, it's about the money. You know, if it's if it's ten to twelve million a year, Chiefs might be in there. If, it, if it's one of these things where because he's the best of the market, it's three and fifty, I don't think they'd get involved. What about Odell Beckham Jr.? Is there any way that Kansas City actually flips the tires around on OBJ, or do they just go, you know what, that's just too ridiculous. Let's just worry about drafting a wide receiver in the NFL draft. Yeah, I just think, look, they've been flirting with him for two years. I mean, I've reported on that other staff as well. They've been in on him for two seasons. But at this point, he didn't play all of last year. He's now into his 30s. If you're the Chiefs, do you really need Odell Beckham? I mean, I, to me, like, for what he's going to cost you, if I'm Kansas City, I'm just investing that money in my own guys. Like, this this whole offseason, I know that everybody always loves free agency. Uh, to me, a successful free agency for the Chiefs is maybe adding one significant name. And by significant, I mean, like, a guy that, like, you know, maybe a, a, a 10 to $12 million deal. I think for Kansas City, a successful offseason is extending luxurious need extending Chris Jones, figuring out what you're doing with Frank Clark, figuring out what you're doing with Orlando Brown Jr. in your long term. Like, you know, th- those are the guys. And then, you know, even Willie Gay, like figuring that out. You know, one year left, you're going to let him walk at the end of the year. You're going to try to sign him. You're going to make those decisions. And they can't keep everybody. Everybody's not going to be kept. I mean, maybe maybe Snead goes. Maybe they feel like with these young corners, they're going to let Snead walk. Maybe they they look at Frank Clark and say, okay, you know what? If we cut him, it's 7.7 in dead money. Why don't we just keep him for ten to twelve million if he's willing to do that? Um, or maybe they just say, you know what, we're good. We're going to release him and save twenty-one million bucks. So um, I think if you're the Chiefs in your Brett Beach, this offseason's about their own team and getting their own house in order a little bit long term, rather than going out and signing, you know, at a, you know, a safety for. $15 million. I think it's more important to, to take care of 2024 and 25 now than it is to wait. Yeah, and coming up in this draft, they have 11 draft picks, right? So maybe they they draft 11 guys, although it might not be a full 11. It might be 10, might be 9, but maybe you you look at those those players and see how well they're going to do as rookies, and then maybe you go, all right, well, we let some of these guys walk again. They obviously put a lot of trust in a rookie draft class this past year, so is there any chance yep. Brett Feach does it again? Yeah, I mean, I, I, look, if you're him, you're probably going to use some of those picks to move up. You know, I, I think that, that's probably reality. You're probably not taking 10 picks. You're probably eight or nine, like you said. I think, you know, if you're Kansas City, you're backfilling some of these positions that you know you're not going to be, you know, they could take another linebacker. Now, they have Leo Chenal, but I don't think he replaces Willie Gay. So, you know, that, that'll kind of tell you some of the, some of the thought process on our drive. Who are they taking early on in the draft? Yeah, do they take a linebacker who might replace Wiggate? Do they take an edge rusher? I think they have to even if they keep Frank Clark. He's only here for another year. Um, you know, they're, they're going to have to figure that out long term. 
Uh, you know, they have a million young corners to take a safety with Juan Thornhill being a free agent now. And Justin Reed really, he's got two years left, but it's really like he's got one year left to look at that contract. Do you take another receiver? Because MVS is the same situation as Justin Reed, two years left, but really it's like a one and one terms of contract. So I think the Kansas City, yeah. I mean, you've got to look, they've been as successful as they've been because they just keep nailing the draft. And if they can continue to do that, they can continue to let guys go and let Tyron Matt go off, trade Tyree Kill. You can't do that if you don't draft well. That's been the key for them. Matt Fritteram of Fansided here on the Pulse on ESPN, Wichita 92.3 FM, just going through the Kansas City Chiefs offseason plans, what they plan on doing for the NFL draft, what they plan on doing with some of their players. Last one about the Chiefs, and then I'll ask you some NFL generic questions, I guess, more more questions about other teams. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, what does Kansas City do with him, and what can you do with him for that matter? What can you even get out of him? Well, to, to cut him makes no sense because you, you don't save any money. I mean, I think they save like seven or 800 grand, but they have $2 million in dead money. It, it doesn't make any real sense. I think you try to trade him because if they trade him, they save a couple million bucks. Um, could you trade him? Yeah, I think you probably can. I mean, yeah, I can get much. You can get a, a you know, day three pick, late day three pick, probably sixth, seventh round. But I think you probably just cut your losses, right? I mean, there's a world where they say, we're going to let McKinnon go, and it's going to be Edwards and Lair, and it's going to be Pacheco. The problem with that is neither one of them can block. Like, Pacheco's willing, but he's not a very polished blocker yet. Edwards and Lair cannot block. McKinnon, to me, I, I think is worth his weight in gold. If for no other reason, he's Mahomes' bodyguard. Like, I, I think you pay him literally for that. I don't care if he has one touchdown next year. Like, you pay him <laughs> because you can block. Um, I think they should trade Edward Delaire. And if it means getting, like I said, a, you know, a pick around you know 200th overall, fine. Fine. I mean, it's it's a bad pick. You live with it. It happens. You know, it's, if you're Brett Veach, it's one of the few big misses you've had, so be it. You're fine. Um, I, I, don't, I don't see the value in bringing him back next year. Because what are you going to do? You're going to pick up his fifth-year option? For what? You have Pacheco. He's clearly the better running back. I just don't see why, if you're Kansas City, you'd bring Edwards on there back and feel like there's a real future there. All right, some NFL questions away from the Kansas City Chiefs. Does Aaron Rodgers return as the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers? To pretend to know what Aaron Rodgers is thinking is... <laughs> A fool's errand. Um, but I Wait, say, well, you're telling me I that you don't go on a, on a two-week darkness retreat? You tell me you don't do that? <laughs> I just don't understand what's happening. I, 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 to each their own, but that just sounds atrocious. Um, but I, I have a lot more questions and answers with that one. Look, my, I would say this. <laughs> I think if you're the Packers, I think you want to trade them. Because you just went eight and nine. You're not getting better. You're not. I mean, they're going to lose pieces off that team. They've got a cap crunch. They're getting older in some spots. The offensive line's in flux. Just move on. Trade them now. Get younger. Get cheaper. Give Jordan Love an opportunity. See what he's got. This is his fourth year. Like, If you're not going to find that this year, you're not finding that. So, if I'm Green Bay, I and I, the last two off-seasons and everybody's been screaming to trade him, I've been uh, a voice in the wilderness saying I don't think it's the right time. Now is the right time. Trade him. Move on. And if you look, you get the Jets and the Raiders, you get both of them bidding against each other, and you, you see what you can get out of it. But to me, 
I think you move him. And if you're Rodgers, I think you'd much rather go to Vegas than New York. I just, I am from New York. I cannot imagine Aaron Rodgers to New York Vegas. <laughs> that is just, they're not like they're not going to relax when you're one and two, and they're not going to want to hear about a darkness retreat. And then those fans are going to boo him off the field if they're all in one. Like that's just, it's like going to Philly. Like good, good luck with that. Have fun, right? I, I just. <laughs> I think the Raiders are a much better fit for him than the Jets for a million reasons. Yeah, I'm right there with you. So does that mean Derek Carr, is he going to be the quarterback of the Jets? I think that's probably the most likely thing. I mean, look, if he's not with the Jets, then he's probably with the team in the NFC South, right, whether it's the Panthers, whether it's the Saints. But here's the thing. The Saints want him because they don't have a first – or excuse me, they actually do have a first round pick. They actually traded Peyton away, but it's a late first rounder because it's by way of San Francisco – they're not going to get a quarterback, you wouldn't think, unless something really weird happens in the first round for them. And so you're sitting there going, okay, well, if you're the Saints, maybe you just go out and get somebody. They've been cap health for years. They don't seem to care. Um, the Panthers, on the other hand, they pick in the top ten. They pick ninth. Like, if you're Carolina, are you really all in here on Derek Carr? Like, Frank Wright just went through year after year after year of one-and-done quarterbacks in Indy. You probably want your guy whether that's Anthony Richardson or you move up and maybe you, you try to get a C.J. Stroud or even somehow if you really move up a Bryce Young. Um, I just think if you're Carolina, like you'd probably rather go young and then you just that leaves you the Jets. I mean, and I think the Jets, if they get their car, they're probably a playoff team. I think they're a Super Bowl team, but are they a top seven team in the AFC? Yeah, they are. They have good defense, uh, some young playmakers, good head coach. Uh, I, I think the Jets would be at least, you know, interesting. They'd be a you know, 10-win team, something like that. I, I think Carr, and I think Carr would handle New York okay. I think Carr would be able to deal with that after what he's gone through with the Raiders. And last but not least, is Russ going to get back to cooking now that it's Sean Payton as the head coach of the Denver Broncos? I can't express to people enough who have never – been around Sean Payton, and not, and I'm not pretending like I'm around them all the time and that we're really close or anything, but I've, I've been in, in rooms with the man, and I know people who are around them all the time. Sean Payton is a very intense individual, like very much like Bill Parcells was back in the day, and, he, and that's who he came up under. I cannot imagine what that's going to be like by like day three of training camp when Russell Wilson is on the sideline screaming, running past and Sean Payton just turns around and lets loose like a 15-word string of expletives because Russell Wilson is annoying him because he that, that is going to be a fascinating marriage. I, I'm i not saying it, maybe it even works. Maybe it's one of those like oil and water things and it, 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 you balance each other out. That is going to be fascinating. Do I think he's better? Yes. Do I think he's back to what he was three, four years ago? I don't. I think he's going to be somewhere like, I don't know, middle of the road, you know, maybe – Maybe kind of like Derek Carr is at this point, you know, 15th best quarterback in the league. Um, but I, I have serious um, interest in how Russell Wilson, who is the most you know, high knees in the airplane, and, you know, high fiving <laughs> himself, like, and and Sean Payton, who would scream at a child in a football game if it meant getting like one more first down. I am I am fascinated to see how those two guys work together. I'm right there with you. Matt Udemey, thank you so much for your time. Enjoy Indy, and we'll talk to you down the line. Sounds good. Take care. Matt Verderam, a fan sided here on the Pulse on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. 
Always love having Matt on the show. Give him a follow on Twitter. He did a lot of work there in Phoenix. We certainly had a lot of guys that we talked to. He was talking to someone, I felt like, every five minutes. That dude was just stupid busy. But it was great to see Matt in Phoenix. Great to have him on the show. And can't wait to check back in with him as we get closer to the Combine. Coming up in hour number two, Matt Tate, another Matt. But this guy covers the Kansas Jayhawks for the Lawrence Journal World. We'll talk KU basketball at 3.02. But up next, you'll hear from MJ Melendez from Royal Spring Training. That's just around the corner here on The Pulse on ESPN Wichita. You're tuned into The Pulse on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Dell's semi-annual sale is the perfect opportunity for a significant business upgrade. Save up to 45% on Dell computers with Windows 11 Pro and get an easy start to your workday. Plus, enjoy special pricing on Dell Docs, monitors, servers, and more, all with easy financing options through Dell Financial Services. Speak to a Dell Technologies advisor today to find the right tech for your business with fast, free shipping. Call 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. DQ presents How to Experience the New DQ Reese's Take 5 Blizzard with Your Five Senses. First, open your eyes and see it all. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, Caramel, Peanuts, Pretzels. (gasps) It's beautiful. Then, feel it. Oh, it's cold. Next, listen to it. Now, smell it with your nose. (laughs) Oh, sweet top notes. And finally, taste it. Experience the new Reese's Take 5 Blizzard today. DQ, happy tastes good. Get it delivered at DQ.com. Delivery subject to availability, additional fees, and minimum order requirements. My dog was scratching and shedding like crazy around the house. When I heard about Dynavite Nutritional Supplement, I thought, why not? Couldn't hurt. We literally tried everything else. Our dog quickly took to it, and after a couple of weeks of adding Dynavite to his food, we noticed a big difference. Our little gizmo's coat was shinier, and he almost completely stopped shedding and itching. I'm so glad I tried Dynavite. My dog smelled so bad and scratched herself constantly. We bathed, sprayed, and bathed her again, but no results. Then I heard about Dynavite supplements for gut health, and all of the reviews sounded just like my Bella. After just two weeks, she had major improvements with the smell, and no more scratching or dragging her stomach across the carpet. And her coat is more beautiful than ever. Get 10% off your next order of Dynavite nutritional supplements for dogs at Dynavite.com. Happier, healthier with every bite. Over a million pets helped with Dynavite. Are you in trouble with the IRS? Detaxify is the trusted tax relief solution that has an A-plus rating with the BBB, five-star rating from Google, and specializes in the IRS Fresh Start program. If you have years of unfiled back tax returns or owe more than $10,000 to the IRS or state, the government has the power to garnish your wages, freeze your bank account, and in some cases, they can now revoke your passport. This is John Zandi, president of Detaxify. Detaxify specializes in the Fresh Start program where we help struggling taxpayers get out of collections or settle their tax debt. If you're being audited or dealing with threatening letters from the government, you may need professional tax relief representation. My team at Detaxify can stop the tax collectors and stop the threatening letters from the IRS or state. Call me now for a free consultation. Call now, 800-601-7780. That's 800-601-7780. Detaxify offers a 100% customer satisfaction guarantee. Call now, 800-601-7780. 800-601-7780. 
Hi, this is Brian Davis with Davis Liquor Outlet. And this is Blake Davis with a great deal on Bacardi 1.75 liters, just $18.99. And don't forget about Bud Light 24-pack 12-ounce cans, only $22.99. Davis Liquor Outlet, each store independently owned and operated. Excludes 31st Meridian. For those people listening, to get a family four-pack of Monster Jam tickets, we're going to have to save that for hour number two. I'm sorry. Didn't mean to string you along like that because we do have to get to this interview with MJ Melendez out in spring training for the Kansas City Royals. Here is the catcher slash outfielder for the boys in blue. Um, what do you think so far of camp? You guys got... New manager, a lot of new new staff around. Does it feel a lot different than before? Um, it, it's definitely different. Um, I don't know if I can say a lot different as we've only had like one full day of you know everybody there, everybody here. Um, I've been here for a couple weeks now, but uh, it's a good feeling. I mean, being back here with all the guys, you know, um, coming into camp, uh, having spent some time in the major leagues last year, um, definitely coming in with a with a new mindset and uh, just kind of hungry and ready to get after it. A lot, of, a lot of fans want to know about these like new rule changes, right? Which one of these rule changes do you think would be the thing that Major League fans notice the most? Uh, probably the pitch clock, pitch timer, uh, just like the speed of the game. Uh, I know that we've talked about it, especially like we had a lot of day games last year that you know were really long. Um, night games kind of on and off just depends, but I feel like just being able to speed up the game and uh, you know have fans be more interactive in them. How, how, how big is the adjustment period for guys who maybe haven't dealt with that, who've just been in the majors long enough to where they didn't have Yeah, I mean, that's that's going to be the thing that I think a lot of people notice and that we're kind of eager to see is, like, guys that, you know, for us on our team, like Salvi, that has been in the league for a long time and, you know, is not used to anything like that. You know, guys on other teams that, um, you know, you got guys like Mike Trout, um, you know, pitchers like Justin Verlander, Max Scherzer, all those guys that have been in the league for, for years and years. That's like, okay, let's see how, you know, these new rules kind of affect them. I mean, maybe don't want to be the umpire that calls a ball on Max Scherzer if he didn't throw the ball in time. That may not go great, huh? No, exactly. 100% that. And, like, imagine, you know, like, having to call a strike on Sally because he's not ready in the box. Like, that's just something that a lot of those umpires, especially the umpires that are, you know, have been in the game for a long time, that they are probably, you know, going to take some adjusting and see how they handle it as well. So where are you right now? I mean, you're going to catch, you're going to play some left field, right? What have they kind of told you about? Yeah, I think like cat, catch, corner outfield, whether it be right field or left field, um, kind of both. Um, and just, you know, doing whatever is needed to me that day. And um, obviously, you know, so obviously going to catch. And then, you know, whenever he's not catching, I'm assuming I'd probably be back there. You know, there's some uh, been some talk outside about, like, pitch framing and stuff like that on catching. Is there... Uh, a new emphasis on that here and some yeah, ideas. yeah it's, been, it's been really really good actually I feel like I've made a lot of progress I feel my frame has been the best as it's ever been right now I feel like I'm able to really dominate um, you know the zone with with my receiving right now and something that uh, Paul Hoover has done a really good job with uh, with me and Salvi so far and um, just helping us kind of you know get better uh, something that we, we for me was like weakness last year and I feel like it's uh, starting to become a strength behind the plate I mean like you're your goal, like five years from now, you want to be a catcher, you want to be an outfielder. I mean, where, where, where's your heart still? I guess <laughs> it just depends, honestly. I just, you know, got there and want to play ball every single day, and kind of whatever happens, happens. And I uh, just got to be the best player I can. Really, just I don't really think about it too much right now. So, what about your, uh, you know, this group of young guys, right? You were up here. 
last year and especially at the end of the year after the trade deadline, the group was really young. So you guys have got some time together. What do you feel like you guys can achieve this year? And maybe got a little head start on it last year with some of the you know time at the end of the year. Yeah, just having a fresh start, just going out there being ourselves and uh, out there trying to win ball games. I think last year when a lot of the guys came up, um, you know, we already, you know, didn't have the best record, didn't have, you know, any momentum kind of going with us. I think this year starting fresh and um, having the, the guys that are vets this year, um, you know, really pushed us to be better and uh, are really encouraging us to kind of just go out there and be ourselves. I feel like it's going to be exciting. It's going to be fun to kind of, uh, you know, be at the field and, and have that dynamic. The, the expectations outside this club, when you look around at the projections and stuff, aren't high. Where do you guys have your expectations? Um, I think we can definitely probably perform much above those. And, you know, we don't really look at those things, but I think just going out there and try to win every single game, um, obviously. And uh, we don't really look at it as like we're just like a young team that's like in the future. We feel like we're, we're ready and we're able to compete right now. And, um, you know, even though most people may not see that, we, we believe in ourselves. And I feel like uh, that'll kind of show itself in due time. And we're a long way before the opening of the season, but like how important will it to be to kind of get some positive reinforcement early on that front, like win some games early and kind of not get Yeah, up? I mean, it's, it's always important to get off to a great start. I mean, and you've seen it in the past where teams get off to a good start and then just, you know, don't end up finishing off well or they, you know, get off to a poor start and they end up finishing off well. So um, it, it doesn't, it's not an end-all be-all, but I think it is always great to kind of have that first, you know, those first couple games, just get off to a really good start and uh, start the season off on the right foot. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. No problem. MJ Melendez from spring training for the Kansas City Royals. MJ Melendez going to split as an outfielder as well as a catcher. I did catch the program with Saran Petro yesterday, and I heard Saran talk to J.J. Piccolo, and Saran asked the question of, how do you handle a guy? Obviously, you, you see MJ Melendez as a future catcher, but you're putting him in the outfield. So how do you go about, I guess, balancing being an outfielder, getting reps there, and getting reps as a catcher? That couldn't help but just go, that's a good, first and foremost, good question. And then second of all, I'm thinking, all right, J.J. Cole and his answer, it was quite good. And if you want to hear that, you can. We have podcast. On our podcast page, ESPNWichita.com, also Spotify and Apple Music. You can type in the program and it'll pop up there, or you can go to our podcast page and it's right there as well. I would highly recommend going back and listening to that interview with JJ Piccolo with Saran Petro. That was a, a good interview, and it was very insightful from the new guy in charge of the Kansas City Royals. So it's tough. He, he basically admitted it's like, man, it's it's ridiculously tough. There's no doubt about it. But there is a little bit of a buzz in the air with the Kansas City Royals. I don't think anyone's expecting them to be you know, pennant winners. But I do think that with a new coaching staff, it's just a breath of fresh air. And it seems like it, it could do wonders for the Royals. We'll certainly find out with Matt Quattraro being the head guy in charge as a skipper. And J.J. Vicolo now being the dude for the boys in blue. That does it for hour number one. Still to come in hour number two, Monster Jam Family 4-Pack of tickets. We'll give those away. I promise you, stay put. We have to tie up the phone lines, though, because Matt Tate of the Lawrence Journal World, he's just around the corner here on The Pulse on ESPN Wichita. Wichita's new sports leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM, KKGQ, Newton.